Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Mark. Hi, Liz. What is going on in your world? It's hot. It's still hot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like fall should be in the air, but it's not for us yet, is it? Not really. A little bit this morning, but yeah. a little bit crisp. I know. It's nice. It's nice. We got uh, the coolest comment from one of our listeners. Oh. And guys, I love it when y'all send in stuff. Her name is Allison Austin. Okay. And she kind of gave me a big aha moment about all these gravestones that we're finding. Uh-huh. Okay. First of all, we've noticed that women are going back and being buried with their first husbands. Right. And we're like, what's up with that Mm -hmm. and she's like well maybe they're just not there maybe when the husband died the family bought the double stone not knowing that she would never come back (laughs) yeah she's just kind of over to the side she's not even there she might be in another cemetery (laughs) altogether truth i'll bet that's true she also said that that could be the case even if they stayed married to the first Uh husband maybe they just changed their plans maybe they got cremated that makes sense wasn't she so smart Yeah, that is smart so thank you allison and we've got a great episode ahead of us so we're just going to plow right into it and our intro today oh my gosh first of all Mm -hmm. all of you people who are sending in the voice entry to the podcast thank you so much we are overwhelmed are we oh my goodness (laughs) lots of good stuff huh oh lots of it you'll notice in episode 19 Mm -hmm. i put three of them in there oh good i did one at the beginning one in the middle and there's always one at the very end after the dun 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 dun, little (laughs) music is over Uh but we're opening this episode with a very special one Mm -hmm. from your cousins The Begley Sisters. The three. Hi, welcome to My Grandma's Diaries. Uh, Welcome to My Grandma's Diaries. Um, wait a minute. Welcome to My Grandma's Diaries. I'm Allison from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm Elizabeth's oldest grandchild. And I'm here with my sisters. I'm Melissa from Springfield, Missouri. And I am Jennifer from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. And And welcome welcome to to Our Grandma's Diaries. Who needs more wine? I, I do. do. Okay, so here we are today. We are on episode 
episode 20. And before we get into it, let's recap episode 19. Okay. Although if you are here and this is the first podcast you're hearing, um, we have 19 more. Yes. <laughs> go, go follow. Last episode, episode 19, Elizabeth turned 17 years mm-hmm. old. We spent a lot of time on that podcast meeting the neighbors because mm-hmm. I've gotten real good at walking around Bell in the census. And it's so funny now because I'm also reading the Bell banner that we... Um, the newspaper, huh? Yes. We yeah. talked about that a lot in the last episode. And now as I'm reading mm-hmm. the paper, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know that those people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know them. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, right. They're next door neighbors well, in Well, it was blah, a blah. small town pretty much, right? It was it a was, very small, compared yeah, to White cozy. County, right. where I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't have walked around White County. Right. The census is very different for Bell versus Isn't it? White County. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's yeah. so interesting. And the lifestyle is so different. Yeah. But we're gonna get into that a little bit more. Yeah. So we met a lot of neighbors, mm-hmm. including Mrs. McKinney. Yes. Who I had to come in from the editing booth and talk about, but she was a sweet little old lady mm-hmm. who lived in town. Elizabeth talked about they were planning the junior senior banquet at right. the high school. And she is a junior, or she was a junior at that moment. And I found a little article about that in the Bell Banner that I missed mm. last time. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about Oh, do about tell. It. it says, The Junior Senior Banquet was given Thursday evening, May 3rd. The room was decorated as a pirate hideout. Mm. The tables were arranged in a semicircle with a large cave in the center with a pirate's flag flying over it. The edge of the cave was decorated with ferns and other flowers. Candles were used to light the room except for a spotlight, which was used to light the scenery. Wow, that's cool. (laughs) The banquet was served to 60 people, which included the juniors, seniors, and faculty. Oh, The sophomore girls served the food. During the banquet, radio music was used. And then they list what all happened in Mm -hmm. the program. So like who gave the opening prayer and Mm -hmm. stuff like this. And one of the little parts of the program says popular songs Boyd Underwood and Rex Wallace accompanied on the piano by Elizabeth Hartzell no really yes, does it say that, that? yes Aww. I'll put that in our gallery oh do um, but yeah I couldn't believe I missed that wow. last time and there was her little name Anne yeah it's not Betty oh it's Elizabeth there you there's the answer so either she started getting called Betty by someone she meets later. Oh, yes. Or she was being very formal, and the newspaper was like, what is your name? And she said, Elizabeth Hartzell. Yeah. So it could go either way, wow. but she's not Betty. Interesting. And That's great. What a find. I know. The so, Bell Banner. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we like that paper. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm reading it <laughs> yeah. all the time. At the end of this article, it says, after the program, the senior president led the treasure hunt, which ended in the pirate's cave where the treasures, the seniors' fortunes, were found in a small chest. Oh, fun. And Last episode, Elizabeth talked about how she wrote her fortune mm-hmm. to put in the chest for mm-hmm. next year's banquet. Wow. So isn't that fun? That's so cool how you connect the dots sometimes. You really sort of dig into, you know, the newspapers and find her name in the newspaper. And she wrote that same thing on that same day in her diary. I know. Isn't, isn't that, that so neat? cool? I, I it's think just it's every the, time. I think it's the neatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, and then we saw in that same Bell mm-hmm. Banner that the 
high school had a big party of uh-huh. like 60 people. Uh-huh. They went down to a creek and Elizabeth didn't go. Oh, and she never right. mentions it. She doesn't say like, uh-huh. oh, I wish I could have gone to a party or I wasn't uh-huh. allowed to go. Uh-huh. And we felt bad because, oh, maybe she's not as popular this time around mm-hmm. as she was. So Do you was, remember if they said where that was? The, um, the um, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Sorry. No, but it's in the gallery. I, I put all the Bell Banner stuff in the episode 19 gallery. Uh-huh. So it would be on there. I don't. Like what they building? Went, oh, no. They went down to something Ford, like a Fjord. Like a, was it a creek? Oh, that's right. So to Old Tom's okay. Ford or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's another one where they talk about a Ford coming up, and we'll uh, get into that. Mm-hmm. And, oh, she went to a boxing match in Jefferson City mm-hmm. to see Rex, mm-hmm. who she's a little crushing on right yeah. now. That's where we left off on episode 19. Right. So here we go, jumping right into Elizabeth's Diary. June 2nd, 1934. Helped clean up the house, stemmed cherries, and read this morning. Billy came. Francis and I cleaned up, and we all went downtown. Rex won his boxing match again last night. It rained after supper, a good rain. I read some magazines Mrs. McKinney gave us. Francis rolled my hair. Nighty night. <laughs> so we had seen last mm-hmm. week in the episode where mm-hmm. she, the newspaper article about this boxing match in Jefferson City. And I thought, okay, Rex has taken this really seriously. So I'm doing a little search in the newspaper for him. And I'll have a little surprise about Rex coming up. June 5th, 1934. Mabel came by for a few minutes this morning. We cleaned our room. After dinner, Billy came and brought a fashion plate. Lil came and stayed a while. I cleaned up after they left, went to town with Bernice. After supper, Mabel came. We sat on the porch and talked a long time. We took her part of the way home. So Mabel, we've met before. That's Mabel Rogers. Mm-hmm. She was a classmate of Elizabeth's in this time of living in Bell. She mm-hmm. becomes Francis's best friend. Okay. But when we met Mabel, it was the first pie right. supper that Elizabeth had gone oh, to. And she in didn't, Bell. In Bell. Hmm. And she didn't bring a pie. So she sat with Mabel Rogers and mm-hmm. Bill Linder, who bought her little pie. Mm-hmm. So that's how they all hung out. And a fashion plate. Yeah, what is that? Is okay, that- I have the coolest picture that'll be in our gallery of what a fashion plate is. So it's basically, well, I'll tell you exactly what it means. Fashion plates decimated the most current fashion trends and provided a reference that instructed their dressmaker how to construct or alter a garment in the latest style. So basically, it's the, this picture I have, it's a drawing like a like anything you might see on Project Runway mm-hmm. of a woman wearing like a long skirt with a jacket and this cute little blouse with mm-hmm. a bow on it. And then there are two other little pictures of her, one without the jacket and then one from behind. So you get a good idea of what this outfit it looks like. I see. And then off to the other side, there are little drawings that show you what the pattern would look like. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to cut your own pattern mm-hmm. and make this mm-hmm. outfit. Mm-hmm. So Billy is coming There's over. Billy again. Okay, so let's recap. Bringing it on. Billy does hair. Yeah. Billy bakes. And now Billy's bringing over a fashion plate. He is a Renaissance man. There now, you go. Isn't he? Yeah. We'll say that. Yes. That's right. So they were very popular. They'd be in magazines uh-huh. and you could tear them out and then you could make your own version of that dress. Okay. Isn't All that right. Cool? June 6th, 1934. Helped wash this morning, took a bath, went over to Leora's, but she wasn't there. Went to town with Billy, got us a Dixie cup and ate it at his house. Came home after supper, went to town with mother, 
We went walking, got Billy, he bought us another Dixie cup. We came up to my house and played the piano and sat on Lil's porch tonight. So are they talking about like a Dixie cup? Literally, yes, literally, I found an ad yeah. for Dixie cups that was being sold to retailers or like to, okay. to drugstores. Yeah. So basically, you go down and it's like shaved ice with the syrup in on the it cup, in, in the, the little Dixie cup. cup. And yes, and this cute okay. little ad it, yeah. it says, "Eye catching color: the modern way from sales to more sales." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your fountain decked out with beautiful Dixies tinted rose and gold, as well as snow white with blue decoration, will please old patrons and attract. To new customers, women especially appreciate this modern touch of colorful beauty, for they are particularly partial to color. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy too. Yes, yes, <laughs> Billy likes it too. I love it. But um, that that gave me a little like oh yeah. moment because mm-hmm. they were able to go buy a Dixie cup mm-hmm. downtown, yeah. get back to where Billy lived, which was right next door to the Underwoods, mm-hmm. and eat it before it melted. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So once we get an idea of where, I mean, there were more huh. than one, like, there. well, there probably wasn't more than one drugstore in town. Probably not. So once we get an idea of yeah. where that is, we can start narrowing yeah. down, just like we did in Triangulation, Step Rock. just like they do on Dateline with the cell phones. We yeah. triangulate <laughs> with information that we get from the diaries. Well, and just like what you did, figuring out where the tent was in Step Rock. Yeah. I mean, every little nugget, every yep. little clue she's leaving us. We were like with in a quarter of a mile in yes. Step Rock when it when we first started this project and then it kept narrowing down uh-huh. and down and down and then we got to the actual footprint of the house that they lived behind but yeah isn't that neat it is absolutely neat and it's all she's left this all right here for us to mm-hmm. discover mm-hmm. once we just start thinking about right. all those little details yeah i think that's cool yeah and she does a lot of walking around in this town I'll tell you that. So let's meet her little friend, Leora. Now, trying to track down Leora was a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. She lived with the Lindners, just okay. like Billy and Fred. Okay. But this census record had put her name as Leora Lindner. So when I went I looking see. for her in the future, I couldn't find her anywhere. And that's right. because that was not the correct name. They gave they her the, got it wrong. Yeah, the census guy got yeah. it wrong. Probably like, who are you? And just right. assuming she's the daughter of the head yes. of the household. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing that censuses do that yeah. kind of mess me up sometimes. Sure. So we know the Lindners because Fred and Billy are living with them. And they were the parents of Fred's late wife. And that's why he's living with them with his children. His wife died in 1926. Uh But this is a really big household because Uh Grandma and Grandpa Lindner also had a daughter named Dorothy. Dorothy had two daughters of her own, and she died in 1928. Mm-hmm. So they lost two daughters mm. in two years. Mm. I'd never get out of bed. Yeah. I, w- uh, yeah. I don't even know how to go on from that. And I don't know what happened to Dorothy's husband, mm-hmm. but his last name was Pierce. Mm-hmm. And his two daughters will come to live with the Lindners. So in 1930, mm. when this census is taken, this house is full of people. Yeah. It's Grandma, Grandpa, mm-hmm. their two sons, Weldon and William. Fred and Billy, and also Leora and her sister, Irma. So that's eight people in that house. And this is next door to the Underwoods? And this is next door to the Underwoods. So this is a a bigger house. What a neat little town. Can you imagine the action going on between these houses and the families? Neat. That's what's interesting, is that there's not as much action going on as you think. It just Mm kind of comes a rote of like, Uh oh, went and sat with her, and then went over and sat with them. Mm -hmm. And there's not a whole lot of action going on, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of visiting. Mm -hmm. 
going on, which is pretty cool. But that census taker took that a little early in the year because in August of 1940, Leora no longer lives with the Lindners because she's married to a man named Les Lortz, Mm -hmm. and they'll end up having three children of their own. Now, I found her obituary, and there was a nice little part of it that I wanted to share. Okay. Leora was a former Brownie and Girl Scout leader in Bell and a member of the Bell Home Builders. She was a member of the Ladies Auxiliary of the Rio Grande Valley Shrines. Leora was a member of the First Christian Church of Bell. Les and Leora owned and operated Lort's Supermarket in Bell for over 34 years. Wow. I know. Isn't that neat? So she did well for herself. Leora dies in 1997 at the age of 71, and her husband outlives her for another 10 years. And I found their tombstone. And what was really cute, it had their names and Mm -hmm. their little dates, but it also had the date of their marriage on the tombstone. Oh, sweet, those two. Yeah. Yeah. It meant a lot to them, and they must have had a sweet little marriage. Mm -hmm. June 7th, 1934. Billy came over and stayed until supper today. Francis and I went to Leora's, went downtown, talked to Rex at Fred's, went walking, and then came back and sat on the Lindener's porch. Gee, I wish I could talk to Rex. She's (laughs) loving on Rex nowadays. I know, she's looking for him. Now, in the 1930 census, Mm -hmm. it showed that Fred was working in a grocery store. Okay. And then by 1940, we know he has gotten remarried. Yes. Remember, he married that third wife. And he's working for himself as the proprietor of the grocery store. So I guess he bought it at some point. Mm, Probably. But then I just read that the Lord's... Had a store. a store. I'm like, how many grocery stores well, does this little town need? But when I went to the 1940 census, it said that Fred is the proprietor of a grocery store mm-hmm. and the Lorts were proprietors of a general store. So I guess a, okay. he focused just on food uh-huh. and they sold like all kinds of stuff. We'll look at that Sanborn fire map oh, and that'll yeah. tell us, I'll bet. But remember, there was a train. It was a big train town, right? It sure was. Bell. So they needed, you know, hotels and mm-hmm. and stores and for sure. Drug stores. So, yeah, yeah we, the trains were coming through. You you send me that map and we'll put I'll okay. put it on the in the gallery and yeah. I'd like to look at that too like as mm-hmm. I walk around. <laughs> yes. Maybe that'll give me some more ideas. Oh, you'll love that map. Yeah, no it's that's my, one of my favorites. Oh, that's Sanburn so cool. Fire Insurance Maps if anybody out there is interested. They'd made these maps like in it's like 1915, I think. Uh-huh. So it's going to be oh. earlier. But that's yeah. good because right. very not good, much actually. will have changed. That's right. And that's what I looked ah. at for Pangburn and Searcy, all of those fire and in- because they literally draw out the buildings. Right. And they label them. And they put what was in them so the firemen would know, Correct. like has a heat pump exactly. or whatever. Yeah, gas oh, powered or whatever. Yes. So we, we'll nail Bell down with that. You'll love that. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah, you'll love it. Oh, my God. You guys are going to love that in the gallery, and too. And it's colorful. And you're a female, so you'll really love it. <laughs> They used color. I'll be so attracted to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my! <laughs> I love maps. <laughs> yeah, colors. <laughs> So I found an interesting little article in the June 7th Bell Banner that I thought I would share. Mm -hmm. And it says, 
E.C. Biles of Bell and James Biles of Owensville motored to Taft, Arkansas Saturday morning. They left Bell at 2 a.m. and arrived at Taft at 11 a.m., making a drive of 350 miles. Their destination was CCC Camp at Taft, where Louis Biles, son of E.C., is employed as a truck driver. The work mostly consists of road building. Louis will leave soon as he has served a year, which is the limit. E.C. and James returned home Sunday night, having an enjoyable trip. And that stood out to me because, like I just said earlier, mm-hmm. I'm reading these papers now, and I'm like, oh, I know these people. Yeah, right. I know all their it's family. James. Hi, James. And we know Louie from way back in episode Louis. seven. Yeah. He had the same birthday as Elizabeth. Okay. Yes, because yes, I couldn't find him at first until right. they had that little part card and exchange. the car. Yes, yes, yes. I remember Louis. And yes, and he actually lives or lived right next door to Chicken Eisenberg. Oh, Chicken and back. their family. <laughs> but Louis a pretty cool cat. He ended up not only being a member of the CCC here in our 1934 entry, mm-hmm. but he serves in World War II in the Air Force from 1942 until 1945. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And he was that guy when I looked him back up. I'm like Louis. Mm-hmm. He got that quickie divorce in Nevada in 1968, mm. and then one month later in California, he married a woman mm-hmm. named Avenel Shule, who I still can't find to this day. He was 57 years old when they got married, and six months later, he died of a heart attack. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. anyway, that was Louie. Okay. And I think that was fun that they went to meet him, and he's, he's like an old friend of he's ours He's returning. Now. Yeah. Yeah, everything comes back. June 13th, 1934. Just sat around this morning, read some. Billy came. Mother was making my dress, and Bernice came. Mabel came to see Frances, but she was sick. After supper, Leora came over, and I went with her up to Alberta's. Came back to her house and ate sandwiches. Again, I say, I wish I could talk to Rex real soon. <laughs> so this is just kind of like what her day is now. Mm-hmm. You just wander from place to place. It's summer. It's hot. School's out. Mm-hmm. There's just no events. There are no musicals. Right. No one's clearing out the furniture in their home and scrubbing and papering yeah. and having dances. Yeah. I wish Elizabeth totally had brought life. that with her. Totally. It's mm-hmm. almost like, I guess it's the same amount of community, but it yeah. feels like less of a festival and more of a, hey. Well, there's you? not as much depression around them. You know, where they have to make up, you know, their fun. She had fun by going to Alberta's and going, Mm -hmm. you know, to Billy's and all of that. Yeah, no, I I guess that's so. I mean, it's just a different, it's just such a different way of life. Sandwiches. I mean, she says she ate sandwiches. You know, a year ago, she was eating possum, hunting possum. And and, and fried burnt squirrel. And fried burnt squirrel. Now she's eating sandwiches. And she sleeps in a bed in the room every night. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's so, it's so different. Yeah. So different. Yeah. But this is Alberta Wayman, and we actually met her several episodes again, but for some reason, I couldn't find her back mm-hmm. then, and this time I just did. Okay. She was born in St. Louis in 1913. In the 1920 census, her family is living in Boone, Missouri, and dad is a telegraph operator. In 1930, they're living in Franklin, Missouri, and their dad isn't on the census with them because he's already in Bell. Uh-huh. So I guess he had 
had a job change, mm-hmm. and obviously they moved and mm-hmm. caught up with him, which is probably why I couldn't find her the first time. Because walking through Bell back then, she wasn't, she wasn't there. there in 1930. Right. So it's I hate they, they everything should happen on a census year just for me. Yeah. <laughs> but she had a brother named Ray who had health problems, mm-hmm. and they don't say exactly what they were, but they said in the newspaper that he had a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. about his health issues, and it caused him to take his own life in 1939. Oh. Oh. It was really sad because his mom went out shopping and his dad worked the night shift. So he was uh-huh. in the house sleeping. Oh. And then Ray went into the garage and like put the hose on oh. the car. It was so sad. Oh, no. And I couldn't believe the newspaper gave all those details. You just, yeah. It's such a tragedy. Let's just leave it at, no. you know. Yeah, for sure. Really? I, they I, can't said believe that, I, huh? I can't believe I know all that Was stuff. that in the Bell Banner? I, oh, yeah. The sure. Bell Banner is its own little uh, drama paper. I mean, I, I mean mm. to tell you, how do they decide who ends up in the social columns and who doesn't? Do you submit it? Mm-hmm. Or is there somebody walking around town? Is mm-hmm. Wenzel there? Yeah. Going, what are you doing? What are y'all doing? I wonder how many times Elizabeth <laughs> is going to show up in the bell banner. I, I'm Wenzel is in Step Rock. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but she would have been great working for the Bell Banner. Yes, she would have. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> exactly. Hi, it's Wenzel. Welcome to the Bell Banner. <laughs> What's well, your neighbor doing? So. Yes. Well, Alberta wasn't living in yeah. Bell at the time of that tragedy okay. because she married Weldon Lindner. That oh. We just met from the big old Lindner household yes, we next did. door to Elizabeth. And they were, she and her husband were living in New Mexico, where <laughs> Weldon was working as a mill foreman. And Alberta dies in 1997 in San Diego. Mm. So look at her. Right. She lived all over the place. She did. June 15th, 1934. Went to town and got groceries. Finished the ironing. I read and rested. Cleaned up and went uptown with Francis. Tonight, we went to Mabel's. They had company from Bland. We made ice cream, had cookies and punch, played the piano and sang. Nighty night. Mm. So I looked over the Bell Banner, the next episode that comes out weekly. Mm-hmm. So I went for the week after June 15th, uh-huh. and I couldn't find that they had company at all. But they'll talk about mm. the littlest things, right. like Mrs. Travis went shopping Saturday. Yeah. And, and then there were many instances. Uh-huh. Oh, it would say something like George and Sally came from Owensville uh-huh. for a visit, and they won't say where they went. Uh-huh. So it could any one of those people sure. could have been visiting Mabel. But I really wanted to see the Rogers had a party. Yeah. <laughs> but so I was disappointed about that. But then I saw this little write-up in the social column Mm -hmm. from that week's paper, and it made my whole day. William Rethmeyer killed a hoop or spike snake the fourth day of June southwest of Canaan. There are very few of these snakes in the country. Bill has it at his home where it may be seen. (laughs) Oh, right, Bill. It's like a... It's like a circus over at Bill's. What's it called? A hoop snake? It's a hoop or spike snake. Did you look that up? I did not. I am. Oh, good. It's red and it's a round. It eats its tail. I, oh, is that like the one on the on the flag? Kind of. Oh, God, it does look like that. Yeah. Oh, weird. So, well, you could have gone to Bill's house in, oh, in no June thanks. of 1934 and looked at a dead snake. All right. I hope he snake. skinned it and made something like a little coin purse out of it or mm. something. Good for Bill. Yeah. But I love how they start off the article, William. Mm-hmm. But then, well, Bill's got it at his house. I mean, let's call him Bill <laughs> to start with. They're so formal. He's got it at his house. <laughs> June 17th, 1934. Went to Sunday school this morning. After dinner, Mabel and Billy came. We sat on the porch and talked. Francis and Mabel went off, but Billy and I talked a while. 
went over to the Davises after supper. Francis and I went walking, came home and was sitting in the yard, and Rex came. We sat in the parlor and played the piano. He's so cute. I certainly do like him. Do we have a picture of Rex? God, no. I, oh, the man. only Wallace we have, we have Gussie and we have Ray. Right. But those, no oh, Rex. Gussie is a Terrell. Um, so, right. yeah, no Rex, no Roland, no Carl, <laughs> none of them. But, of course, Rex is hot and on fire right now with I'm all sure. this boxing going on. Yeah. And from that very same June 21st Bell banner, we have this article. Oh. And it's, the headline is, Alley Oop Gaining a Reputation. Rex Wallace, amateur pugilist of Bell and known by Jefferson City fans as Alley Oop, is gaining a <laughs> reputation for his scrapping ability <laughs> and last Friday night added more to his laurels when Rex clashed with a six-footer who has applied for a professional license. Although beaten by a few points, Alley Oop was by no means downed and is urged by the managers to appear in the ring again against the same hefty. Damn. Local sportsmen are justly proud of their young boxer and especially his manager, Roland Wallace, who sees big things in sight for this young champion. All right. So Rex was like a Marlon Brando kind of boxer. I know, but he was Alley Oop. Alley Oop. That's such a cute, cute little nickname. nickname. Yeah. I wonder how he came up with it. But I love that Roland, who was also boxing mm-hmm. in that big mm-hmm. Jefferson City match, is mm-hmm. now his manager. Mm-hmm. He's not his brother. He's just mm-hmm. another Wallace. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, she's dating the little, the hot boxer. Yeah, the hot boxer. <laughs> Her Rocky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. June 20th, 1934. Francis and Mabel came home from Bland on the train. After dinner, Billy came over. We sat around, then we went over to the Davises. After supper, I went downtown with Mother. Francis and Mabel went to prayer meeting. I went riding on a bicycle with Bernice. Started home, and Roger, Ralph, and Aura asked me to go to a party at Harold Lang's. I went, and I came home with Billy. So Francis and Mabel are taken off for Bland, and mm-hmm. those crafty journalists at the Bell Banner don't miss a trick. <laughs> really? And sure enough, in the paper, it says, <laughs> Mrs. Mabel Rogers and Francis Hartzell visited in Bland this week. Unbelievable. I know. Wow. Do they have someone at the train station going, Seriously? Is that, is that Francis and Mabel? Seriously? <laughs> are they go- where are they going? They're going to Bland. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Write it down, Wenzel. Call the press. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just think it's adorable. And can you imagine them being oh like, my God. Uh, but then I also thought, reading all these things what if someone is like mabel and francis went to bland mm-hmm. why didn't they ask me yeah right i want to go to bland i didn't want everybody to know that i was in bland maybe. right right so right. some of this could be like tea. oh yeah they tea. are like spilling some sure. hot tea people are mm-hmm. so worried about social media and hurt feelings which mm-hmm. totally happens and mm-hmm. i'm totally i don't know how we'll ever fix it but that was probably already happening in yeah, the right. bell banner yeah yeah Right? Yeah. Mrs. Travis went shopping. Would Mrs. Travis go shopping? I mean, you know. She said she was going to the drugstore and she <laughs> went right. shopping. I thought she told me they didn't have any money. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a gossip. Exactly. It's like Gossip Girl. I love it. I do too. So we're going to meet all these folks because um, I think I found all of them. But we already met Roger. He's Othello's brother. Right. And they'll end up owning a car dealership together right. one day that their dad had started. So that's pretty cool. So first, we're going to meet Aura. And mm-hmm. this time, Aura is a man. Okay. The last Aura we met was Aura Wallace wow. back in Bell. And she was Aunt Ella's stepdaughter, mm-hmm. who was only six years younger than Aunt Ella. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Aura <laughs> 
Franklin Branson was the oldest son of George and Blanche. He was born in 1908. So when we meet him in this entry, he's well into his 20s uh-huh. and he's a school teacher. So he's almost 10 years older. Then Elizabeth. Uh-huh. In the 1940 census, he's married with three kids and he's selling insurance in St. Louis. I did notice on his draft card that he was working for the Central Mutual Insurance Company. Mm-hmm. And that made my little historian's brain go ding, 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 because that's Benjamin Franklin's insurance company. Oh. It is widely accepted hmm. that Benjamin Franklin helped form the first mutual insurance company in 1752. Wow. The company, the Philadelphia Contributionship, Contributionship, what a mm, word. Yeah. I'm, that doesn't sound like a real word. That's not a word. But it's what it is. The okay. Philadelphia con- Contributionship for the Insurance of Houses from Loss by Fire mm-hmm. was developed to help make contributions toward fire prevention. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Contributionship is still in business today and is the nation's oldest insurance carrier in operation. Franklin's influence on the establishment of fire insurance cannot be overlooked. His efforts to establish the practice of mutual insurance started the growth of other insurers across the land. All right. Even here in Charleston, on yeah. several of our old buildings, yeah. there's mutual insurance placards oh, okay, yeah. to show that they had fire insurance. insurance in the colonial days. Okay. Isn't that neat? Yeah, I didn't know that. Because if a fire, if your house caught on fire and a fire brigade ran to put it yeah. out and you didn't have a placard on your house showing that you had fire yeah. insurance, they'd they, leave it. they might not put it out. Yeah. Or they'd stand outside and wait for negotiations like, well, what are you going to pay me? Really? To put, oh, yes. That's, Ooh, that's if you've ever seen the movie The Gangs of New York, yeah, that's how that, that movie right. starts. Yeah, They're yeah. just sitting on their buckets in yes. front of the house waiting for the homeowner. I was just thinking about that when mm-hmm. you said that. Yeah. So yes. Good old okay. Benjamin Franklin. Right. Benjamin Franklin was obsessed with fire. Really? Well, that's why he invented the lightning rod, because oh. lightning would start so many fires, uh-huh. and particularly like steeples on churches and yeah. things. So he invented the lightning rod oh, to help right. to stop to, all to the fires. stop the fire. Benjamin Franklin was so smart. He Sure was. You, did you see that documentary no, on him? I don't oh think so. God, no. It's um, it's a Ken Burns. Oh, and it's very good. Okay, but oh my God, yeah. that man, what yeah, yeah. what didn't he do? Mm-hmm. <gasps> did you remember like what? five years ago, maybe a little bit longer? There, they were renovating the, I guess, what do you call it, the townhouse where Benjamin Franklin lived in London, yes. and they found like eighteen dead bodies buried yes. in the backyard, and yeah. for like five minutes, we all thought Ben Franklin was a serial was killer. It? Yeah, right. But it was something. Yes. He, he was a scientist and a friend of scientists. He, it was like cadavers, right? It was. Yeah. So okay. I, I guess people brought them dead people. <laughs> yeah. Now, where Jack they... the Ripper was Ben the Ripper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that have been just like, oh my God, yeah. Benjamin Franklin? Yeah. But yeah, but when people bring them dead bodies, yeah, where'd they get them? Well, I mean, do you think? I mean, there I've early serial hospitals. killers of London. No, no, no. They they would murder people to sell them to doctors because mm-hmm. they could make more money selling dead people mm-hmm. than they could boarding live people in their homes. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's very true. I just heard a podcast about it. I think it was Strange and Explained. I just did a podcast on it the other day (laughs) about this couple who would get people drunk Mm -hmm. and then murder them Mm -hmm. and sell their cadavers. So there you have it. Yeah, I'm not for that. No, I am 100%. (laughs) I do not, y'all, do not try that at home. (laughs) No one's going to pay you for that. (sighs) Oh my God, that'd be awful. (laughs) Hi, I'm Ness from. Western Australia, Albany, listening to My Grandma's Diaries. 
So after Aura retires from selling insurance, he must want a warmer climate, and he and his wife will end up in Florida, where he (laughs) dies in 1993. Now, his buddy Ralph was actually Ralph Waldo Mason. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was named for Ralph Waldo Emerson, the poet and essayist, abolitionist, pretty cool Mm -hmm. guy. But our Ralph was born in 1910 in Bell, Missouri to August and Cora. His dad was a farmer, but he was one of only two children. When we meet him in 1930. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. He is a truck driver and a married man. Oh. Okay. Wait. Yeah. In 1932, Ralph had married Alice Muller, another German name, while she was still in high school. Mm. And now he is hanging out with Roger mm. and Aura, mm. asking Elizabeth to come to a party mm. at Harold's house. Mm. So, mm-hmm, <laughs> okay. But that's fine. He stays married to Alice. And in the 1940s, they're living in St. Louis, where he's working for Chevrolet. And then I don't find any census records for them. They're abducted by aliens. But I did find his tombstone, and he was buried in St. Louis in 1980. Okay. Now, Harold Lang, who's hosting this party, he's the youngest of this group. He was born in 1915, Uh and he lived right up there by Chicken Eisenberg. He'll marry a young girl named Gladys, and I don't think their marriage lasts, because in his obituary, it only mentions his children and no wife of any Uh kind. But I think I remember seeing Gladys's name in later entries, so I'm going to hold off on talking about Gladys. But Harold owned a furniture store in Jefferson City for 35 years before he died of cancer in the year 2000. Oh, he lived a long life. I know, I know, a good long life. June 21st, 1934. Got up early and ironed. Heard Doug sing. After dinner, I cleaned up and went downtown. Mabel came by and took us to get some ice. After supper, Billy came over. He and I stayed with Grandma while the rest of them went to the circus with Mother. Mother and Daddy got back. We went downtown and got a Coke. Went over to the circus grounds. Strolled home. Wow, interesting. Um, There is zero mention of the circus in the Bell Banner. Really? They had nothing to say about it? That's weird. Right. Didn't they talk about things that happened at the circus or... There's nothing. The that's hard to believe. But I mean, they mention you know a squirrel crossing the road. Why wouldn't they yes. mention a circus? I know. In town. But this is June 21st, and uh-huh. the bell banner came out yeah. that day. So okay. I went to the 28th. Yes. And read that whole paper twice. Nothing. And I'm like, come on! Why didn't they? You think it was a bell circus? I mean, you, maybe it was in a neighboring town or something. Well, I no no because you think um, it was in bell? well because she doesn't talk about getting a ride. To yeah. It. 
That's well, so I, odd. Yes. And even if it were in another town, uh-huh. they still would have been like, oh, the kids of Bell had a great time at the when, circus last yeah, week. Yeah, right. They didn't invite Elizabeth. I mean, whatever they would yeah. do. So huh. I thought that was weird. That is weird. And I wonder what circus it was. Yeah, it went over to the circus grounds. I mean, I wonder what it was. Well, I guess they had like... Like a little like area. we have a fairgrounds yeah, that right. they always come to. It's like our fairs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? June 22nd, 1934. Just sat around most of the morning. After dinner, Mabel came over. She had gone up in an airplane. She stayed a long time. After she left, I cleaned up and went over to Leora's a few minutes... About supper time, a big storm came up, and it really rained and blew a long time. The wind blew a big window out in the parlor. We're all going to bed early tonight. I am so tired. Did you ever read Something Wicked This Way Comes? No. Oh, my gosh. Well, any listener out there who knows that the circus in town and just heard mm-hmm. that entry will know exactly how I felt reading it because mm-hmm. a circus comes to town in that book and it ain't a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, oh, my gosh. That, and I wow. just I read that book for the first time uh-huh. just a couple years ago. And what <laughs> what impressed me about it the most was that these little kids are involved in this evil circus mm-hmm. thing that's coming on and then their dad one of their dads is going to help them and rescue them mm-hmm. and they're like oh what can he do he's so old he's mm-hmm. 54 <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and i'm like what i think hold i was up. 54 when i read it and i was like wait a minute <laughs> hold on. Uh, but and, and yeah. the whole thing was about age and mm-hmm. uh, and time mm-hmm. and they just kept giving this man such everybody for being so old mm-hmm. i was like dang y'all yeah back off on the old man so the wind blew the window out of the parlor. That's interesting that that's, she's that's living in the house storm. with a parlor. That she has a window to blow yeah, out. She's like, exactly. I can handle this. Exactly, right? <laughs> I've lived in a tent with bigger storms than it this. blew out. Exactly. Yeah, but that must have been like a mess. Totally. Wind blew the big window out. I love that she calls it a parlor. Parlor. And not a living room. That just and sounds so cute. Mabel went up in an airplane, Mabel. Whatever. Yeah. So I guess they had like a crop duster yeah, plane and they probably. would take people for rides. Missouri. They have those helicopters at our cir- cir- fair. That's well, no, not a circus, but the county fair. It's a circus. And you can go up in the yeah. <laughs> you can go up in the helicopter. Yeah, that's terrifying. I to don't want to do that. I either. have, you know, every time I think about how much I would love to be on Survivor, I think at least once they get a, a reward where they fly off on a helicopter, yeah. and I'd be like, I pass. <laughs> I, I, I y'all just bring me back a cookie. Uh, I couldn't do really? it. Really, you'd get all the way there and starve yourself and all that. They say get on this helicopter helicopter you'd go i'm bagging out uh, i'm out i i would nah. be so riddled i would do it i would do it because the cameras are you'd on be me and jeff survivor. would be so disappointed yes, exactly <laughs> anyway anyway yeah that's enough about survivor <laughs> june 24th 1934 went to sunday school in church this morning francis and i went by for mabel and we all went to the creek to the baptizing leon was baptized i came back with leora We walked to the drugstore and then sat in the Slinkman's yard. Billy came up. I took Buddy riding in his little car. Rex and Ernie stopped by and talked to me. Rex got out and we walked up to the school, came home and sat around. So I wonder why Leon didn't get baptized Mm -hmm. at the Big Tent Revival when Elizabeth Mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. I guess he just didn't. Maybe he wasn't there. Or he didn't get the call in. 
He didn't get the calling. <laughs> right. Until this time. Yeah. But that baptizing, oh, those sneaky little Bell Banner journalists. Oh, they did, were, were they there? They were peeking out of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the water. Yeah. Like snorkels <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Hi, I'm with the Bell Banner. <laughs> Can we get a quote? Yeah, yeah. But sure enough, it did say J.C. Davis and family and Louis Hartzell and family huh? spent Sunday afternoon at the Walter Geick Club on the Gasconade River. Okay. That's that fishing club where yes. Bill goes fishing, yes. where the Shockleys caught like that 54-pound catfish yeah. and fed all the loaves and fishes for days. And then they always talk about going to the Davises to listen to the mm-hmm. radio, always going to, mm-hmm. and those are the Davises. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there they all are hanging out. And the Slinkmans lived mm-hmm. four doors down from the Underwoods, and it was the it was the home of George and Anna Slinkman and their three children, two boys and one little girl. And George was working on the railroad, mm-hmm. possibly all the live long day. <laughs> but I don't know who Little Buddy is unless mm-hmm. it's just one of the Slinkman's kids. Okay. And they had like a little toy car. I hope thing. it was because Buddy Slinkman's a great name. <laughs> well, Buddy wasn't one of the names on the census of these children. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. But I hope they just but called maybe him it was Buddy. Buddy. Oh, yeah. sure. Just, yeah. yeah. Little, I know Buddy. Little, little Buddy. Buddy Slinkman is a great name. I know. Buddy what, Slinkman. What is Buddy? Buddy Slinkman sells cars. He's a private investigator. <laughs> Buddy Slinkman. (laughs) (laughs) He works for the Bell Banner. (laughs) Yes. June 26, 1934. Grandma was sick in bed all day. I made a devil's food cake to take to Mabel's ice cream party tonight. After supper, we went up to her house. Lil, Ray, Rex, Othello, and Pickles came, and we all made ice cream. It was so good. Rex and I rode some in Pickle's car. I stayed all night with Mabel. Rex stayed a while, asked me to go to the show. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so things are getting hot and heavy there with little mm-hmm. little Rex. But this is, you know, okay, so Lil came to the ice cream party. You know, yep. she's not hanging out with Lil. She's really not, is she? No. Okay. It used to be her, Francis, and Lil, thick as yeah. thieves well, last time around. So mm-hmm. it, I, that just dawned on me just this minute. Because uh-huh. when I went to read uh-huh. it, I thought, when was the last Where's time I Lil? said her name. You know what I bet it is? What? It's Lil and Ray sitting in a tree. Yeah. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah, yeah. And they're just so busy they're dating. Not, yeah. You know, because sometimes people get a partner and then they just disappear that's from their the friend deal, group. That's the deal, right? When you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Especially. So, yeah. I hope that's not happening. Mm-hmm. June 27th, 1934. Grandma is still sick in bed. Gee, it's so bad. Poor Grandma has to stay in bed while it's so hot. And lurking outside of her window was a reporter from the Bell Banner. Because <laughs> right here on the, in the June 28th issue, it says, Mrs. Sarah Underwood is on the sick list. Oh, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Just like Fred was last week. Yeah. What are the Today Underwoods it's doing? Sarah. I know. Jeez. It's crazy. I don't want that. I don't want the newspaper broadcasting my stuff like that. No, but that's exactly what original mm-hmm. Facebook was. Remember, it used to say something yeah. like Liz is and yeah. you would, you know, type. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's exactly Mm-hmm. Nothing is new. Yeah. Everything is on repeat. It's wild. Yes. The bell banner. June 30th, 1934. Worked and listened to Doug on the radio this morning. He sang Little Dutch Mill for Billy and Betty of Bell. Did it thrill me? We went uptown. Rex came in Fred's and wouldn't talk. Uh, so now it's Betty. So now so it's Betty. So we see Betty. 
So okay, she's so already calling you. I think she's just being formal. Yeah. My name is Elizabeth. I think I, you're right. Maybe she's always been Betty. I don't know. That's it is such a mystery. A mystery. Yeah. So she's definitely already so Betty, Betty and is Belle. around. Yeah, Betty mm-hmm. and Belle. She, Betty is okay. And they obviously had to write to this Doug Fryers, Frears, Fries that I cannot His find radio show. Mm-hmm, to get something dedicated to them. So isn't that interesting? <laughs> I love it. Wow. I know, but for Billy and Betty of Bell. Billy and Betty of Bell. <laughs> That's a t-shirt yes. right there. Aww. And Little Dutch Mill is a cute little yeah, song. What's that? It was a huge hit for Bing Crosby in 1934. Oh. And I will play a little snippet of it right now, and I will dedicate it to Billy and Betty. Of Bell. There's a little Dutch mill on a little Dutch hill where the little Dutch stars shine bright. Now a little Dutch boy and his little Dutch girl fell in love by the mill one night. And this was in the news, and it seemed very timely for this episode to talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about what the CCC is doing near them right there in the Missouri. So it says, news from state parks. CCC workers at Roaring River State Park are employed in building two new rearing ponds at the hatchery there, in addition to making numerous other improvements in the park. Accommodations at this park are now at a premium. The park keeper reports the number of visitors has increased so appreciably this year over last season. Completion of the largest project in the Missouri district of the CCC at Big Springs State Park near Van Buren, Carter County, is reported by the superintendent, W. Russell May. This project comprises five large dikes for flooding control and the protection of Big Spring, the state's largest spring. A new bridge across the spring branch also has been completed. Big Spring State Park is one of the most beautiful playgrounds in the state. Additional projects are now being carried out in the park by CCC workers, which include 10 additional cabins and lodge building, a bathhouse and a bathing beach, a lookout house, Hmm. and shelter houses, sewer, and a water system, a new parking area, and entrance gate. I tell you, they had some major project works going on at that point in time. And wasn't that great? Yeah. And not Interesting only stuff. are you employing, because, yeah. you know, this was those uh-huh. military men. It was the Civ- Civil Civilian Conservation Corps. Yes. And that started when Roosevelt saw all that bonus army people yes. coming at him for the second time yes. and said, let's and, offer them mm-hmm. something, which is so cool. But yeah. my favorite part of the whole thing is that if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. Visitors have increased. It's mm-hmm. 1934, mm-hmm. and people are taking time out mm-hmm. to go visit these parks that are open to the public where yep. they can now safely visit them. They have little, they'll soon have lodging, they can camp out, and they're making it beautiful. It's great. It's great. So it just behooves everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think when we go out there, we're going to have to go to Big Springs Let's State do it. Park. I'm ready. I, I wanna, mean, I'd love to tour the facilities and the infrastructure that the WPA built. And I would too. The new deal. deal. And all this CCC stuff. And which, this, I'm sure it was all under one umbrella. And I it's think. very interesting to me that I didn't know it was like a one-year contract. Yeah, they're short. So that was like, now you get a year to yes. make this money that's going back to your family. Right. And now your turn. It, Everybody got a little piece of that pie. That's right. 
It makes total sense, you know, and if we are to learn from the past, then we have to look at the past and see how it relates to today. Well, this is very true. And someone did say to us not too long ago, like, you're using your 2023 eyes to look at it. I'm like, yeah, well, Well, that's okay, though. That's called studying history. You're right. It is okay. Yeah. And you look back and you say, oh, I can see the mistakes. Amen. And let's never do that again. Right. (laughs) It just makes common sense. It's it's common sense to look at the past and it's called evolving. And and judge it. And judge it. And you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's, you know, I mean, we're just proud of what America did during that devastating time. Yes, I have pr- so much pride in America yeah. for what they tried to do to help yep, people. me too. And could they have done more? Sure. Well, but, I mean, again, you learn. Again, you learn and move on, 100%. <laughs> and you don't sabotage your own country as well. I think that's probably important. Yeah, we sure could use a Hitler when you yeah. just posted that. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean... People thought, you know, a strong man like Hitler. Yeah. And they thought Hitler, there was a certain segment of this population, thought Hitler could come over here and solve all these problems. They were wrong. Yeah. And those people are still wrong. They still exist today. I know. And they're still wrong. <laughs> You are 100% right. It's true. And it's sad. It's sad to see the repetition. Right. Especially when we can learn from the past by looking at these projects that, you know, yes. Yeah, I know. I hear you. July 1st, 1934. After dinner, sat around on the porch. Leora came by and we went to the drugstore. John walked up the street with us, asked me to go to his house, looked at pictures, and listened to the radio. Okay, John. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, oh, what we didn't even talk about in <clears throat> the last John? exactly. Oh. What we didn't <laughs> what we didn't even talk about in the last entry was she said that she saw Rex, Rex. at Fred's little mm-hmm. grocery store mm-hmm. and they didn't speak. They wouldn't talk. But on the 27th, he had just asked her to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. I don't see an entry where they went to the movies and now mm-hmm. he won't even talk to her. Mm-hmm. Is it because of John? Because now John's sniffing around. Mm-hmm. Looking for John opened up a whole big can of oh, worms I'll for bet me. It did. Well, for a different reason than maybe you think. Yeah. Because I found him right away by John? Yeah. Just walking on the streets of Bell. Mm-hmm. I found him. His name was John Picker. Okay. And he's about twenty one or twenty two in uh, this entry when he's yeah. asking Elizabeth out. But he has a sister named Leona. Haven't we heard of her? Well, we've been talking about Leora. Oh, this whole time is it her? I don't know. Yeah, I'll bet. I don't. Somebody's know. misspelling the name. Maybe. Well, I did went... you find Leora on the census? Yes, and it was Leora. Yes, oh, okay. and she lives right next door to Elizabeth to the Underwood home. Mm-hmm. She lives with the Lindners and yes. with Fred and Billy. So Billy and Leora, and that's definitely a thing. But a cursive R. And a cursive N mm-hmm. in her sloppy 1934 mm-hmm. handwriting. Sometimes this could actually be Le- Leona instead of Leora. And I was about to pull my hair out <laughs> thinking, am I going to have to redo everything? Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's Leora. And Leora and Elizabeth are closer in age. Uh-huh. So it just seems to make more sense. Right. But that made me so mad to, <laughs> to, to find out. And the the Pickers live much further away. Oh, they do? They're, they live down closer by the Eisenbergs and the Terrells, and they're they're a little further down. We got to make a map. map. I got to at least yeah. make a pretend map right. of where I think, think they live based on an old map of Bell. Oh, yes. that would be fun. We'll do that. 
Oh my God, that'd be so much fun. Well, this Leona is a couple of years older than Elizabeth and lives with her brother and family. So that, so let's just talk about John. I don't really know much about him other than the fact that he was born in Summerfield, Missouri in 1912. His dad was a first generation American because both of his parents were German immigrants, which was really cool. And I have a picture of John's grandfather. His name was Adolf wow. Picker, mm-hmm. and he was a reverend. And he has a super fancy tombstone with really huh. a lot of inscribing on it. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a super fancy person, mm-hmm. especially to have had a photo taken mm-hmm. way back when. John will end up becoming a mechanic, and he married. Luella Jenkins in 1941 and dies in 1982. That's about all I know about him. But I love it when I find pictures even older than yeah. a modern. Yeah. You know John Picker had his photograph taken. Right. But we've got Grandpa. His father. Grandpa. Who yeah. was a German immigrant, wow. which is really That's cool. Wild. Yeah. And they came from a place in Germany that I can't pronounce and mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to embarrass myself. <laughs> I did look into Leona as well. Not a whole lot about her either. Mm-hmm. Sometime before 1940, she marries a man named Harvey Coons, mm-hmm. and they live in St. Louis, where he works as a driver, and they live with her sister Edna, and then they get abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. So that's all I could find for that. Okay. But yeah, so now Rex won't speak to her, so she's going yeah. over to John's John. house. This is what she does. She flips <laughs> You're around. You're getting she, her MO. You're figuring yeah, her out. Yeah, she likes to have options. She <laughs> likes two at a time. She can't just stick mm-hmm. with one until it's done. Mm-hmm. You well, know. But hey, why should she? I, it's just inviting me over to look at pictures, Rex. That's right. What are you going to do yeah. about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> July 4th, 1934. Went over to the Davises this morning. Went riding with Margaret. Leora and I were going to the creek for the day. I didn't get to go. But Mrs. Davis took us all after dinner. It was at Valentine Ford on the other side of Bland. After we came back, Billy came. After supper, I went to town with Margaret and the kids and watched when they shot fireworks. Came home and ate ice cream. Francis and I slept outside with the kids. All right. I guess I'm like. I guess it's July 4th there, you know. Maybe it's really hot and maybe. it's cooler because even when yeah. I was a kid, my dad didn't turn on the air conditioning yeah. every summer and I slept on the porch a lot. Yeah. But those poor kids, after living in a tent, mm-hmm. they're in a house. They're like, well, let's sleep outside. I'd be like, no. Well, they did that. Huh. Uh, I guess just for the, the coolness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is at Valentine Ford on mm-hmm. the other side of Bland. Mm-hmm. So have fun looking for that because I just quickly looked around. I'm not as good at maps. Yeah. As you are. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all these Fords. Okay. And all I can think is that that means water. And it does Right? No? And it's not spelled, do you think she meant fjord? No, it's, it's definitely, definitely F-O-R-D. F-O-R-D. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll check it out. I know. We'll have to look for it. Yep. But I didn't find anything much in the paper about the 4th of July, mm-hmm. which was weird. Mm-hmm. But then I came across this very interesting, in the social column, mm-hmm. While an inquest was being held on a body identified as that of Charles Brown of Chicago, Brown appeared and asked why. (laughs) Wait a minute. What was that again? So apparently they're doing it. They found a dead body and they're like, oh, my God, it's Charles Brown of Chicago. And while they're examining him, Charles Brown shows up and says, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, who was dead? Wait. We don't know. Oh. For for y'all in the back. Oh, this makes even more sense now. While an inquest was being held on a body identified as that of Charles Brown of Chicago, Mm -hmm. Brown appeared and asked why. (laughs) So they must have put something in the paper like we're having an inquest, like come to the courthouse mm -hmm. because we're going to try to figure out, you know, what happened to Charlie, Charles Brown. And Charles is like, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they just have to go back to uh, 
the <laughs> cutting board or whatever you do with the dead body. But yeah, I Figure was, out who's who? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was really funny because everyone's like, yep, that's Charlie. Yep, that's Charlie And then Charles Charlie Brown. walks in and says, it ain't me. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? We'll never we know. We don't know. We'll the bell never banner. know. Uh, maybe in a couple issues. Issues. Editions. Editions, yes. Yeah, maybe I'll discover it in a future edition. Yes. yes. Um, but also in the paper, not talking about the 4th of July, it did have a little social column entry mm-hmm. that said Carl Wallace enlisted as first alternate in the CCC unit from Mary's County. Mm-hmm. So now Charles Wallace He's- is going in for CCC service. And then right under that, Louis Biles returned to his home here Sunday after after having spent a year and 20 days in an army camp at Ozark, Arkansas. Oh, Louie. So now his year is up, and so Carl Wallace has taken his place. And since it said he enlisted as a first alternate Uh from Mary's County, I wonder if you signed up and they took somebody from Mary's, Mm. and if that guy's working, they're not going to take too many from the same county, so they could spread the job out. Mary's County, yeah, right. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Makes it all makes so much freaking sense. Gosh, I know. I just love it. July 7th, 1934. Worked and listened to Doug this morning. Rested and ironed this afternoon. Mabel came over a while. After supper, Francis and I went by for Leora. We went to town. We walked around. Went to the drugstore. Went to Mabel's and walked home with Francis. John was with Violet last night. He went to the show at Owensville tonight. <laughs> Violet. Okay. Mm. Who dat? Messing around yeah. with our our girl's boy. New phone who Violet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Violet Owens was John's date that night. She was born on April 1st of 1914, mm. and her dad, Frank, worked in a clay mine. By 1940, she's married to a man named Louis Shingleton, and they're living in Chicago, where he works for a sheet and tube company. I don't think they ever have any children. He <laughs> dies in 1976. Violet Violet continues on and dies at the age of 94 in 2009, and they're both buried in Liberty Cemetery in Bell, Missouri, and she doesn't have a death date on her tombstone. Mm -hmm. So I didn't find any other marriages for Uh her. I don't know if they had any children, Mm -hmm. but she might be there and she might not now that Allison Austin has Has taught us about tombstones. (laughs) Don't buy your tombstone early. That's, you know what, even when... Or get it carved. Well, right. When my dad died and mom Mm -hmm. did that, and Mm -hmm. every time we visited dad, it had her name and her birthday on it. I was like, mom, it's so... Can we put something over that? I mean, it's just like, well, I'm going to be dead soon. It's Yeah, it's kind of a downer. In a very uninteresting entry of July Mm -hmm. 8th, which Mm -hmm. I'm not going to read the whole thing Mm because it's just very boring. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth mentions that her uncle Jim and Ruth Mm -hmm. come for a visit, and this did not go unnoticed by the good folks at the Bell Banner. (laughs) And in the paper, it said, Mr. and Mrs. J.A. Underwood and daughter Ruth of Salem spent Sunday in Bell. Maybe they're in town because grandma is sick. Maybe. Yeah, because she wasn't feeling well, and they thought, ooh, let me go visit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But her uncle James was born in October of 1889. He was three years younger than Bess. Okay. Now, when he registers for World War I, he's living in Steelville, just like his brother William, who was the banker and was instrumental Mm -hmm. in starting the bank at Steelville. And he was described as having red hair and blue eyes. Mm -hmm. So there's more of that red hair, blue eyes Mm -hmm. uh, in the family. He'll still be working at the bank in... And there's a good chance he was working at Williams Bank. He'll be there for at least... 
while he's working at the bank, they live in a house with, so James, his wife, his Mm -hmm. 12-year-old daughter, and five boarders. Mm -hmm. So he's very ambitious making his side money, Mm -hmm. and his wife is, you know, managing that house. And what I thought was interesting is his wife, Minnie, was from Merrimack, Missouri, and her father died when she was very young, and Minnie's mother turned their home into a boarding house. Mm. So Minnie... Has spent her whole life mm-hmm. looking after borders. And yeah. probably when she married James, she's like, I know how to make extra money. I've been mm-hmm. doing this since I Bring was a little on. kid because I had to. Mm-hmm. So what an interesting little life they have there now in Salem, Missouri, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. July 10th, 1934. We cleaned this morning. After dinner, cleaned up and went over to Leora's. We went to town, talked to John and Roger on the corner. Billy came over here and brought Francis and me a tuna fish sandwich. After supper, Francis, Helen, and I went over to Lindner's. We all made ice cream. It was so good. I wish I could be with John soon. (laughs) Okay, girl. (laughs) July 12th, 1934. Sat out in the yard and talked to Mother, Francis, and Daddy tonight. Leora came and we went to Fred's. Rex was in there. I went back and asked him to come up here. He did. We sat on the porch. I guess it's all fixed up. What's all so fixed up? I, well, the fact that Rex wasn't talking to okay. her. And then she went out with John. Yes. Yeah. Back up Rex is what we'll call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can go punch John. Yeah. He'll be in the bell banner. We'll see. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they'll know about it. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> July 13th, 1934. After dinner, Billy came over. Mabel came and took us and Francis for a little ride. We came back and had egg facials. Francis and I went downtown with Billy, ate sandwiches. Leora came home with us. After supper, I walked a piece with Francis to Mabel's. Went walking with Rex until Leora's. Came home later. July 17, 1934. Read and worked this morning. Daddy got a letter offering him a job. Ah, gee, I hope he can get it. July 18, 1934. Daddy went to St. Louis. We cleaned a while, and we three went downtown. Had to tell the boys we couldn't have a party because Grandma is worse. Daddy came home. He has a job. He gets a car and expenses paid. He travels all over the country for tie-buying. Excellent. Oh, my God. Finally. Finally. Louie. So this where we will find out is he's working for the Potosi Tie and Lumber Company, a company that he worked for prior to the Depression. Yes. So maybe he kind of got his old job back. Love it. This is really good news. Yes, it is good news. The Potosi Lumber Company is still around today. Mm -hmm. They have a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So they're still going strong. But yeah. uh. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So here we've been waiting. Louis had been working for the CWA for a couple well, of months. No, remember? It was February 19th to like, like March 8th. Yeah, it was nothing. No, we thought he got fired. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so anyway. So he... Good job. Good. He, He's well, got a good job now. I yeah, mean, but that was March until July. Yeah, March. So dad finally has a job and hopefully this one will last. Yeah. You know, we don't know. At least they have a home, though. Well, yes, they do. July 19th, 1934. Daddy brought up our new car here and took us girls riding for a tryout. It's pretty good. Stayed home. Grandma is real low. After supper, Francis and I went to Leora's. Mabel came, walked a piece with Mabel. John walked home with me and sat in the yard. I wish we could go together steady. Dang, girl. Rex, John, snip, snap, snip, snap, snap. <laughs> I know. I thought things were worked out with Rex. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. July 20th, 1934. Dear Grandma passed away at 9.45 this morning. Poor thing. I don't believe she suffered. She wasn't conscious. There have been so many people here this afternoon. The rest of the folks are coming tomorrow. Well, so darn. R.I.P. Grandma. R.I.P. Grandma. So this opens up a lot of questions. Like, yeah. they've been living there to take care of Grandma. Yeah. She's got several brothers and sisters. This is going to mean a change for the family. Who but has several brothers and sisters? Bess. Yes. So when Grandma dies, her estate. Yes. And then they got to sell that house. That or, but dad's got a job now. So yeah. will dad be able to rent the house or will mm. they be moving? Anyway, that's all mm. real up in the air in Elizabeth's little mind mm-hmm. right now, right? Because, right. oh, my God, now they might now, be homeless. Again. I mean, she's got to be really scared. Yeah, sure. Mm. I found Dear Grandma's obituary. Oh, good. And the title of it is Sad Loss to Belle. Mm. All the instances that could be detailed in the beautiful life of a faithful wife and loving mother could all be told in the long-lived life of Mrs. G.D. Underwood, who passed away Friday morning at the family home here. The mother of children and a friend to every other child in Bell, Mrs. Underwood's Mm -hmm. living was always that of joy, comfort, and cheer to her companions. The going away of her husband last winter was a great loss to the civic development of this little town. What Mr. Underwood accomplished for business and the general welfare of Bell, his wife did for the homes and its children. Wow. Wasn't that lovely? lovely? 
God, I hate that people have to be dead <laughs> right, for agree. these beautiful things to be written about. Them. Yes, I hate that. I mean, people have that to be she dead, didn't period. know yes. that all the kids and families were. And I guess yeah. as the wife of the banker, yeah. it would have been Her been what she did. Job. Yeah. Looking out like, oh, like Fred Underwood's lady. on the sick list. She'd be there bringing yeah. like the chicken soup. And we have a couple of pictures with her, and she's always carrying a book. So I think she got Bess reading, which got Elizabeth reading. Is it a book or a Bible? Well, that I don't know. Yeah. Because they were very religious people. Yeah, I don't and know. I, yeah, because otherwise it wouldn't be funny. Like, I'll have my portrait done with Wuthering Heights, if you don't well, mind. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. But anyway, R.I.P. Grandma. Mm-hmm. July 22nd, 1934. Everyone came for the funeral this morning. It was at the Baptist Church. Reverend Waddle talked to all the relatives. We went to the cemetery, came back, and had ice cream and lemonade. Francis and I came home with Mildred. We left Belle at 6 and got here a little after 8. Margaret came down, went up to her house, and sat in the yard. I wish Jim were here. Hmm. So that's the most confusing entry I'll probably ever read. Yeah. Okay. Where'd they go? Yeah. It was two hours and why away. Why did it take two hours? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing they went off with one of the aunts and uncles. Yeah. You so, know. Yeah. But why did they mm. need to do that? Mm-hmm. Why did they like? Oh, take the girls. Why aren't they just taking the littlest mm-hmm. girls who don't understand death? Mm-hmm. Francis and Elizabeth can be around to be helpful. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Or yeah. maybe they were just like, hey, you want to come to us? Yeah, it might they have were been like, that too. Oh, sure, get out of town. So we're talking my great great grandmother here just mm-hmm. died. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. And when she says, I wish Jim were here, well, she's got that Uncle Jim. Uncle Jim. I. Bess's brother. Maybe she feels more. I don't. That was just really confusing. I don't mm-hmm. know who all these people are. And since I don't know where they're going, I don't know how to look for these people. Well, there's probably, you know, a lot of activity going around at the Underwood house right now. I guess. You know? I don't know what it would be necessarily, but yeah, I mean, lots of things happen when people die and maybe the uncles or aunts are coming in and and lawyers are coming and reading wills because that all happened pretty quickly back then. Mm. I wish we'd get a hands on that estate. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll see. July 25th, 1934. After breakfast, Francis and I packed our things. Uncle Charlie brought us back to Belle. He and Aunt Clara went back this afternoon. Mabel came by and took us riding in her car. Leora came over. I cleaned up and went downtown with Billy. After supper, I went shopping with Mother, went over to Leora's. We got the paper and went for a little walk. Okay, so this might clear things up Mm -hmm. a little. Uncle Charlie is married to Clara, who is Mm -hmm. Bess's sister, and they actually lived in Potosi, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Isn't that where Elizabeth was born? Yes. So that's interesting. So I guess that's who they went off with. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe because she grew up in Potosi, Margaret is an old friend of hers. Could be. Because she left. We don't know when. Mm -hmm. She starts the diary in Monticello when she's 13. Mm -hmm. But we don't know how long they lived in Potosi. We don't know that. And maybe going back to town, she could see like, oh, I can see like where I grew up and I can see my old friend Margaret. Maybe that's what was happening. I don't know where Potosi is. Do you? I'm going to look it up. Yeah, look it up and see if it's approximately two hours away. (laughs) Yeah, right. Could be. Old 1934 car. Oh, there's um, a Potosi, uh, Bolivia. Pretty close to Bell. Oh, good. That would well, actually see. make sense if it was two hours. It's, it's just outside of uh, St. Louis. Okay. Sort well, of there equal. you have it. Yeah. So I guess they just, you know, got yeah. away for a little while. Yeah, well, yeah. good for them. Cool. July 26, 1934. Ironed and listened to Doug this morning. 
After dinner, I gave myself all the beauty facials I know. Sat around and talked to Leora on the corner. Billy came over. He had been to Jefferson City. Got Leora sandals and a song-hit folio. We went to Leora's and listened to the radio and danced a little. Okay, look. Okay, so Billy mm-hmm. does hair. Yeah, he makes cakes. Mm-hmm. He likes to look at fashion plates, Correct. and he bought his cousin some shoes. Good for Billy. I love. I love. Billy. We love Billy. He also brought a song hit folio, what which was that? kind of like the Tiger Beat of the day. Oh, a magazine. And, and, and other, yeah, but it was a list of all the like the hot songs. Oh, I see. So they could know like, yeah. oh, what's number one? What's oh, Bing cool. Crosby up song to? Song hit folio. So yeah, so he was into music too. All right. Kind of Renaissance man. We're loving Billy. July 27th, 1934. Had a good rain this morning, but I sat around and had the blues. Helen and I went to town after groceries. After dinner, Boyd came over to get me to play some music he had. He dried the dishes for me. Francis and I went down to Lindener's with him, played the piano. They had a lot of good music. Leora took us riding. We went in to get the papers, and Rex went back with us. He came home with me. Rex John, Rex John, Rex John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Boyd was the one mm-hmm. who sang with her at the junior senior banquet okay. in back in May. So he likes music. Maybe he's flirting with uh-huh. her a little bit. Like, would you play mm-hmm. bunny songs for me? <laughs> and then, of course, you know, going back to the Lindners, and now that this is mm-hmm. having a good time. Yeah, She's right. playing the piano. People are dancing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that sounds like a lot of fun for yeah. them. July twenty eighth, nineteen thirty four. Listened to Doug after the work was done this morning. After dinner, Francis and I baked a devil's food cake. Billy and Leora came over, and I went to town in the rain under an umbrella. Ate watermelon. Rode back with Mr. Davis. After supper, we went back to town. I went home with Leora. Billy drew a picture of my dress. <laughs> so now he's an artist. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to learn a lot about Billy. Yeah. July 30th, 1934. Billy came over this morning. We went to town and got stuff for my dress. We came home, and he started it. I had to go to town for dinner groceries. He ate dinner here. Afterwards, I helped him sew. I went over to the Davises after supper. Francis and I had to go after some beans. We went almost all the way to Mabel's, but they had company. We came back and sat on the Methodist church steps for a while. (laughs) And now Billy sews. And now Billy sews. He's making clothes. I lo- I'm, I'm going to give some snaps for Billy there. I just I love it. I looked all over that mm-hmm. Bell Banner for Mabel's company yet again, mm-hmm. and I couldn't no. figure out anything. But oh, well, Mabel's family is just not making the paper. <laughs> it's too yeah. bad. Unless she goes out of town, then they're yeah, watching. Then Mabel's yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> July 31st, 1934. Billy came over and finished my dress. He ate dinner with us. After dinner, I was sleeping, and the kids woke me up, yelling about two airplanes. We rode out to look at them, stopped at the Davises. Mabel came up a while, then she took us over where the airplanes were. They were old, though. After supper, Francis and I were going up to Mabel's, but it was too rainy. We went downtown to Fred's. He gave us some watermelon. 
cool with the airplanes. I know. I don't. I guess I don't know why they were in town, but they went yeah. out. I thought that was fun. They yeah. went out, to, but they were old though. They were old though. <laughs> I don't know what she was expecting the to see. People or the planes? The planes, right? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. she's talking about the planes. Yeah. Uh, but that's the end of July of 1934. Fun. So that's where we're going to wrap up today. And Grandma's death, just like Grandpa's mm-hmm. death back in November, yeah. is going to cause some change mm-hmm. coming up in the family. So we'll cover. Gosh, Yay. I guess August and get into fall of next year and see what they are up to. In the meantime, if you want your voice to be one of our beginning mid-roll or don't stick uh, stick around for the end to hear our last voice, don't forget to send us a little voice memo on the Facebook or the Instagram. You can also send us questions on that Facebook or Instagram that you would like us to answer on any of our bonus episodes, or maybe it will even make this podcast right here. So in the meantime, give us some stars, give us some love, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. This is Jupe from Mountain Lake, New Jersey, and you are listening to my grandma's diary.